Welcome to the longest streamy Sunday podcast, a production by Emory University students and David Morgan's Playmate Right Simpler. Time has stopped. Everything is uncertain. We're physically distanced and socially disconnected as a pandemic and fights for justice rage around us. The world might be forever changed after the events of 2020, but where does that leave us in the meantime? It's felt to a lot of us like one almost unending rainy afternoon, staring at video screens. Either to escape, to connect, or to imagine a better way forward. Even the World Health Organization, one year after designating video game addiction as a mental health disorder, is now urging people to play more video games, celebrating the important message that the video games industry can communicate. So in this series, we'll turn our critical gaze to the games we have been playing. Examine what they have to offer right now. How do these games define identity, foster a sense of belonging, encourage empathy, or subvert systems? How do they encourage certain types of problem solving and learning? What sorts of values do they promote? The world hit pause, so let's hit play. have heard of Often Free, but it has consistently been ranked among the best 50 games since released by Night School Studio in 2016. People love the complexity and nuance contained in this game. In fact, Google describes Often Free as a supernatural mystery graphic adventure game. We know it's a lot. Clearly, there are two things about Often Free that we need to decode. First, the supernatural elements of it. Second, the graphic adventure game. How do these factors make Oxenfree an interesting game? Let's start with the basics. Oxenfree features a group of friends scouting a fictional Edward Island for a weekend party, where they discover unusual and supernatural things on the seemingly unoccupied island. You, the player, is taking the role of Alex, a somewhat sassy and sarcastic character. Other characters include Ren, a bad boy who didn't know how to make his own decisions, a Jonas, Alex's stepbrother, a troublemaker as he had been to jail before, Clarissa, cynical, annoying, negative—you know how she is—and finally Nona, somewhat aloof but naive and honest. She is also Ren's crush. With this bundle of personalities, it's not surprising that this game revolves around conversations among the characters, which make up an interesting but unpredictable storyline for the game as we follow through. Is that what picked you too about Oxenfree, Hayden? Yeah, totally. I think what draws me to this game the most is the story element. While playing, I have to pay attention to the conversations and choosing the thought bubbles I see fit for Alex. I think that is super. I think that is super engaging. It's like watching a movie, you know. 
Except you're not just passively staring at the screen, you're also in charge of the outcome, though only partly. I agree. Adding on to that, I think the appeal to artistry lies in the fact that we lose this uh, semblance of control that games are supposed to provide. For example, the, when the group were bonding at the beach, I didn't expect Jonas to go to the cave and was missing, which caused Alex and Ren to fiercely look for him, only to uncover more unusual things about the island. That's a really interesting point. For me, this aspect of the game makes it relatable to real life. You know, because we're living in such uncertain times in history. Like, for example, we don't know how the election will turn out, how that will affect COVID, how the economy will fare. I don't even know if I'm coming to campus next semester. Actually, I don't even know if this semester will end peacefully, let alone next semester. <laughs> One thing I noticed about Alex, though, the main character, is that she always put herself in a situation where she has to resolve something. Whether it's finding Jonas or calming Ren down, what do you guys think about her behavior? Alex turned on savior complex mode really quickly. She voluntarily became the hero of the group who was trying to get her friends out of trouble. It makes sense because she's the one holding the radio that the players control, so only she can detect the supernatural sounds at different frequencies on the island. Alex's reaction is understandable, because although they don't know what forces are working against them, they need to be aware and put them in a fight mindset, just like the forces around us in real life at the moment. You know, how we can't find, fight police brutality individually or find a vaccine, but playing this game can help us cope with those emotions. We have talked a lot about the uncertainties in Austin Street, but we all know that there's an ending to the game. What do you guys think about the map and the end goal of the game? The map acts like a direction in the game, but that's almost like a distraction from the truth. For the longest time, I didn't quite understand what the characters were trying to do, especially because in the beginning, it seems like they voluntarily got themselves involved in all of this. At some point, it finally became more clear that there are forces acting on them, the game was technically moving forward, but it all felt like a loop, especially in those moments where we have to rewind time in the game. Not to mention, the dialogue doesn't necessarily add to the plot until the end, when you interact with the crew causing different players to have different endings. In one ending, you literally stay in this loop and you just keep replaying the game. The only difference from this game to the pandemic that we're in right now is that in real life, there are many more characters and personalities in this world clashing against one another instead of just five teenagers on an empty island. Huh, that is interesting because often free, the game title, is an expression that comes from children's games like Hide and Seek, where one would like to say a truce to end the round. Maybe it points us to the end goal of the game as achieving freedom or escapism from the horrific island. In this optimistic light, the game gives us hope that there will be a solution to the pandemic. Maybe life will come back to normal or that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It would be incomplete to analyze the game without the critical elements of probing and telescoping as Steven Johnson has proved. How do you guys find them in Oxenfree? 
Probing is the main aspect throughout the entire game, actually. Just figuring out the rules of the game and how is the game structured and what I'm supposed to do takes a lot of effort. Um, in, in this game, you can choose your own dialogue. Um, Alex controls a radio that is the main source of communicating. You observe the character being possessed, but you also control the outcome uh, by interacting with the ship crew. Uh, it is an open world. You walk around and decide, uh, but the progression in the game is also important. Interestingly, th this game is less about mechanics, like other genres such as shooting games or sport games, and more about character and storyline. You never know what is going to happen next. You have to push your character to face the interesting to understand more about the game. It really goes back to the fact that the more we play Oxenfree, the less control we have and less information we know about navigating the game. Um, and about telescoping, I think it lies in unlocking the tasks along the way as we play. Like, for example, the timeline in this game is very clear and really obvious that you cannot jump to the end or at different endings however you want. There's a very clear progression of the game as the hours progress as well. And as you play, you notice that the little circles around the environment direct you as to how you should proceed next and tells you to do certain tasks. Uh, however, towards the end, the hours can look different depending on how you interact with Clarissa and the crewmates. That's a really good point. I think at the, at the core of this game, though, there are the different personalities. Our human interactions are a core part of who we are. On the surface, Oxenfree is a single-person game. You sign up for something that will isolate you, but as you play the game, you slowly see the people you love and care about in these characters. You're really reminded to talk to your loved ones and especially cherish the thought that you have them in your life something that can be so important during these trying times. Hopefully you'll try Oxenfree and come away with a similar message. Thank you. I'm Hayden, the producer for this episode. I'm Bob, the, the, the producer. And I'm Anusha, the line producer.